This morning's gospel reminded me of a saying that I like of St. Francis de Sales, and when we were building the chapel at Camp de Sales, we had it put on the wall. Um, and St. Francis said, people of ordinary goodness walk in God's way, but the devout, they run in it, and at length they almost fly. People of ordinary goodness do not murder. But devout people forgive when they are angry. People of ordinary goodness do not commit adultery, but the devout keep themselves chaste. People of ordinary goodness do not lie under oath, but devout men and women live lives of integrity. People of ordinary goodness give God some of their time, treasure, and talent. The devout Give God everything. In Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis wrote that giving everything to Christ may sound harder, but it's far easier than giving God half measures. He compared half measures to that lazy student in class who has to work hardest at the end of the semester. We know from experience that it's hard to juggle two jobs or two love interests or two lives. And it's hard to juggle two selves, our Christian self and our natural self, God time and me time, doing what he wants and doing what I want. It's hard to juggle two things. C.S. Lewis wrote, the more you obey your conscience, the more your conscience will demand of you, and your natural self, which is thus being starved and hampered and worried at every turn, will get angrier and angrier. And we also know that the opposite is true, that once we have encountered God, God once we have, have, have felt God's love for us, a self-centered life without God is not an option. And our conscience lets us know that. I'm not sure this is the best example of this, but it's at least an honest one. <laughs> um, I have been working at Campy Cells for a long time, uh, since 1996. And I've been novice master for the Oblates even longer and uh, camp director. And so you might know some of my former novices, Father Zobler, Father Rose, Father Newman, and, and Pretty much everyone younger than me <laughs> uh, went through the novitiate. And during the novitiate, because the novitiate was at Camp D Cells, I used to make the guys volunteer to work over at the camp part. And so on the weekends, usually weekends, sometimes during the week, we would have retreat groups like we have this coming weekend. I'm very excited that it's, uh, it's, it's the parish, it's, the, it's the, the women's group that's coming for retreat. Uh, from Corpus Christi this weekend. So, anyways, we do these retreats for 30, 40, 50, up to 100 people. And when I'm in the novitiate, of course, there's an hour and a half of prayer built into the schedule. And all day we're talking about spirituality and God's love and scripture. And so I stay pretty reposed, pretty recollected. And so it's pretty nice. It's pretty easy. It's pretty nice, to, to be honest, to be able to be connected with God or prayerful throughout the day. But I have this other life called Campy Cells, you know, where things break and, and the cooking, I can't ever seem to find a cook
meets my standards, which is a problem I have. I'm sure it's a control issue, but I want the food to be really good, so I'm always over there in the kitchen taking charge. And you know, your work in life is so different from the novitiate with so much prayer and recollection. Over there, it's like 12 hours of work straight. And uh, you know, you, I get cranky, and I, I get put out. And I can't understand why the novices, who didn't sign up to be an oblate to cook in the kitchen, I get that, but that's where they're at. And why aren't they working harder? Why aren't they more into it? And I start to show it by running past them with a pot or something to let them know I'm unhappy they didn't see that it was ready to be emptied or something like that, right? And guys told me that, you know, Ken, we like you in the novitiate, but we do not like you in the kitchen. You know, that was, that, that was a message I heard more than once. But what really impacted me was a, a friend I deeply respected, a, a, a lady that had been working retreats longer than I had in Colorado. And she was, she was working with me once. And she saw me run around, kind of like, and you know, I'm not praying when I'm cooking like that. I'm just thinking, what's the next thing to do? And I gotta get this done, and this didn't happen, and this went wrong, and you know how it is. And, and so she watched all of this, and she helped. And afterwards, when everybody had left about eight o'clock at night, she, she asked to see me, and she said, Ken, I used to be just like you, she said. But, she, um, and I wrote it down. She said, I decided I would rather serve the meal an hour late than to run around so disconnected from my heart. She said, I've come to realize that this work isn't a work about cooking, it's a work about loving. Well, I kind of ignored the novices, but I couldn't ignore that. That was so pointed. Now, I shouldn't be giving this homily a week before you guys are coming to camp, because now you'll be watching and say, is he practicing what he's preaching? I have become less cranky. Um, it's still a struggle to stay prayerful. It's hard to have two lives. It's hard to be split. Jesus changed the focus of religion from following a set of laws carved on stone to living a life of love engraved in our hearts. And we all know that with matters of the heart, they are never half measures. Love by its very nature wants to give everything. The measure of love is to love without measure. There are no half measures in Christianity. God wants all of us, all the time, in everything we're doing. There's no God time and then me time. Time to be Christian and time to be crazy and reckless and uncaring. There's just time to love the Lord by loving one another. St. Francis de Sales wrote, and I used to start the novitiate with this almost every year. It's one of my favorite parts of the introduction. Since the heart is the source of our actions, as the heart is, so are they. For whoever has Jesus Christ in his or her heart will soon have him in all their outward ways. He will appear in your eyes, your mouth, your hands, and even the hair on your head. And you will be able to say with St. Paul, I live, but no longer I, but Christ in me. People of ordinary goodness walk in God's way. The devout 
running. 